Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media. To make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Christos Anesti. Christ is risen. Al Masih Hukam. Amen. Our Lord starts today's gospel by telling his disciples and to us, let not your heart be troubled. This is the first word that we hear, the first command that we hear today in today's gospel. Let not your heart be troubled. There are many things that trouble us in our lives, but God comes to us today and tells us to have peace and to not be troubled so that he can show us the way that we need to travel, the way to get to him, the way in which we will find our goal, the way in which to deal with all of our troubles. In the past few weeks, we heard that our Lord is the bread of life. Right? And the living water, and the living water that He gives us that springs up into us, uh, inside of us, and it flows to all those who that we may encounter. Then He tells, that, tells us that He is the light, and that we must walk in the light so that we don't stumble, and that, we don't, that we're not lost. And today He tells us that He is the way, He is the truth, and that He is the life. So the bread of life, the living water, the light, the way, the truth, and the life. All these things that we need to be able to live, to be alive, to be spiritually alive. He literally gives us a roadmap to heaven and a roadmap to the Father. And then he says, no one comes to the Father except through me. And he is the way. So we cannot get to the Father, we cannot get to God, we cannot get to heaven without Jesus Christ. So our Lord is telling us that he is the only way. The only way, not just the way, but the only way to the Father. And we live in a world, unfortunately, that tries to sell us that there are many other ways. You're free. Choose your own path. Make your own path. Make your own way. How dare anyone tell you how to live your life, what to do with your body, what to do, what not to do. How do you're free. You can do whatever you want. And as long as you love God, you're fine. You're good. But you can choose whatever way you want. But we know that for us, this is not true. We know that there is only one way and only one path. And although we are free and we can choose many other paths, they will not lead us to the Father and they will not lead us to heaven, which is our goal. Imagine with me if I was to tell you that a red light doesn't mean stop. Just a simple example. If I was to say to you, a red light doesn't mean stop. What would you say to me? Abuna, what are you talking about? A red light means stop. And what if I was to say to you, stop being so narrow-minded? Right? For me, a red light means uh, I'm free to go. I can do whatever I want. And you say to me, but Abuna, you're going to get yourself hurt. Right? If I say a red light means go, uh, it's not very smart, right? And then I reply to you and say, why are you being so judgmental? A red light means uh, whatever I want it to be. Why do you have to judge? If red light means stop to everyone and except to me and other people then there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be hurt right? I'm going to get myself hurt, other people are going to be hurt so we see here such a simple example, you know imagine if a red light means different things to different people we'd have a lot of trouble we'd have a lot of accidents, we'd have a lot of traffic right? we all know that a red light means stop we can agree that no matter what state no matter what city, no matter what country Maybe not Egypt. In Egypt, you can do whatever you want. But in other places, red light usually means stop. Right? And everyone has to follow the rules. There's no other way. 
If anyone breaks this rule, they will either be hurt or they will get a ticket. So Jesus tells us today that I am the only way. There's no arguments about it. You can, but this is it. This is the path that is before us. Another example, a simple one. Imagine if I was to give you a map and a compass and I said to you, you need to get from this point to that point using this map and this compass. Of course, now we have Google Maps, so this example is a little bit dated. No one uses a compass, but bear with me. So the compass has something called true north. You guys ever hear about this? If you ever use a compass, it always points to north. So sometimes when Abuna and myself go on a house visit and we're, we're going to pray, we're looking for east to pray, we pull out the compass on the, uh, on the iPhone. It tells us where north is, so we know where east is, so that we know which way we can pray. So it has true north. And imagine if you say, no, Abuna, don't be racist. This is your true north. I have my own true north. I have my own compass. Imagine if any, everyone had a compass of their own true north. Would anyone get anywhere? No. Everyone would be what? Lost, right? Because they're not following the compass. They're not following the map. So there has to only be one way, only one true north. And as soon when we celebrate the as soon when we celebrate the Pentecost, we hear one of the names of the Holy Spirit is what the Spirit of Truth, right? The Spirit of Truth. So there is only one truth. There is only one way. And it's this way that God has planted for us, this God, the way that God has opened for us. This Spirit guides us and shows us the way. This Spirit of truth is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But what if we say, you know, Abuna, the world is changing, and the culture is changing. Now people have many ways to live this life, although the Holy Spirit is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, but the world is changing, and, and people want to do what they want, and they want to love the way they want, and they want to, you know, have a family structure the way they want. Well, that's wonderful and great, but it has nothing to do with us because that is not the way. That is not the way that God said for us to reach the Father. There are many other paths out there in the world, many paths that people take. But for us as Christians and for us who have a goal to get to heaven and to get to the Father, there is only one path, and that is Jesus Christ. Only one truth, only one way. And his name is Jesus Christ again. This was, of course, one of the titles of Christianity. We had mentioned this in, in, in some past sermons. The way or those who follow the way. This was what Christians were known as in the, early, in the early times. And we don't want to lose this title by following any false way. We want to continue to follow the true way. And every way has a source and a destination. Right? So if I want to get to Starbucks, I put in the navigation Starbucks. It gives me the directions from where? From where? Starbucks is the end point, but where does it start? From where I am, right? From my location. So there's always two points, the source, which is where I am, and the destination. And the source is where we are spiritually. So it doesn't matter where we are spiritually. It doesn't matter if we're sinners. It doesn't matter if we're far away from Christ. It doesn't matter if we haven't fasted during Lent. It doesn't matter if we haven't confessed yet. It doesn't matter if we do all these horrible things. It doesn't matter. All we have to do is plug in the, the address and start driving. That's it. God says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You follow me from wherever you are and you'll get to your destination. Right? Imagine if you put in the code to Starbucks and you say, ah, oh, well, you know, this one is, is really far and, you know, there's no way I'm ever going to make it. It's only eight minutes away. No one ever says that, right? It doesn't matter. No matter where you're going, you map out the way and it tells you how long it's going to take and you go. So Christ is telling us today, <coughs> excuse me, 
no matter where the source is, the destination is the same and the path is laid out before us. And he tells us, in my father's house are many mansions. I am giving you the way back to the kingdom and all are welcome. Everyone, it doesn't matter, Christian, not Christian, everyone has an opportunity to come and follow this path if they want. The doors of the church are open to everyone. The doors of Christianity are open to anyone. And Christ says to everyone what? Come and what? Come and see. Come and see. Come and see the path. So we want to talk about characteristics of the way. The way, the truth, and the life. Okay, we know this way is in front of us, but we have to understand the characteristics of the way. Just like when we're traveling on different roads, there are some characteristics of that road. If you're on the highway, the speed limit's a little higher. You know, the rules of changing lanes are a little differently. And when you're on a residential road, the speed limit is a little lower, and there's traffic lights and different rules. So what are the characteristics of this way that God has planted before us and opened for us? Number one, we have to understand that this road is a difficult road. Christianity is not an easy road. Christianity means that you stand up and that you stand apart. You will stand out. This is, this is what it means to be a Christian. You will always stand out. You will always be different. The world will be doing something and you will be doing something else. The world will care about something but you will care about something else. They will do and participate in things that you will have to say, no, I'm sorry, I cannot. And this is what Jesus calls the narrow road. The narrow road. And we know that every road has a path and it leads to a destination. But this is the road that leads to heaven, this narrow road. Right? And we know that every road that leads to success is not easy. Right? We all have work and we all strive to achieve. We know that there's hard work involved. And all those who are in great positions and who are success successful, they didn't get there by sitting down and watching TV. Right? They had to say no to certain things. They had to say no to certain friends. They had to say no to certain habits for them to reach where they are. So if we know and expect success in the world to be difficult and there to be sacrifices, why do we not expect spiritual success to be difficult as well? It's difficult. There has to be work involved. So the gate is narrow and our Lord tells us to be careful of the wide gate, which leads to what? Anyone know what the wide gate leads to, what Christ says? Touch the D. Destruction leads to destruction, this wide road. Yeah, it's nice and it's happy and it feels good and it's, I can do whatever I want, but the end is destruction. I'm never going to get to that point. I'm never going to get to that point. So let us be careful what road we are on. So the first characteristic is that it's difficult. It's going to be hard. The second characteristic is that it's, it's important to be surrounded by people who are also on the way. And we're not trying to be judgmental and trying to alienate ourselves from anyone that don't believe, but we believe that we are impacted by those who are around us. So we have to be careful. This is why it, community is important. This is why support is important. And that's why the church is important. That's why we are all here together. We are all on the same path. We're all together supporting one another, praying for one another, helping one another. No matter where we are, we are the church. Later today when we go to the park, the church is at the park. Because we are the church. We are all surrounded together on this one path together with the same mission. So we must be attentive to who we allow into our lives and if they too are on the way. Again, we are not judging, we're not saying don't have friends that don't believe what we believe, no. But it's important to surround yourself with people who are like-minded, people who have the same goal. 
Very, very important. And number three, if you're on the way, you need a couple of things. You need directions and you need advice. When following the navigation, it gives us turn-by-turn -turn instructions, right? Turn left, turn right. If you miss a turn, what does the navigation do? It reroutes, right? It tells you, oh, you made a mistake, hold on, turn around. You can't just turn around right then and there, right? Sometimes you have to make a right to make a left. There's rules. So the navigation gives us instruction. In our life, the Bible is our directions. The Bible is our navigation system. And if we don't have a relationship with our Bibles, chances are we're going to take the wrong exit. We're going to get on a service road that's been closed for repairs and we're going to be stuck. This is the map that we use to self-evaluate our lives. The world says that you have to fight your enemy, but the Bible tells us that you have to do what to your enemy? To love your enemy, right? And this is the way. This is the difference in ways. And the other part is advice from mentors. The priests and the servants. Everyone needs a spiritual mentor. Priests have, I have a spiritual mentor. Someone that I go to and say, do I need to go left? Do I need to go right? What do I do in this situation? So it's very, very important that we don't waste our lives not having a spiritual mentor. Imagine just going around in circles trying to get to your destination when all you have to do is plug it into the navigation system. Very, very simple. So it's very, very important that we don't go on this way alone. We have directions, we have advice, we have people surrounding us that are on the same path, that are helping us whenever we get off course, and we help them whenever they get off course. So three things. The road... <coughs> excuse me. The road will not be easy, but we have joy knowing that we are on the right path. And it's better to feel pain on the right path than to feel pleasures on the wrong path, knowing that this will lead to destruction. So the road will not be easy. We have to surround ourselves by those who are on the same road and on the same path for support and help. And we seek out spiritual mentorship along with our Bibles daily. Our Lord taught us the practicality of this way. He taught us how to live, how to love, how to forgive, how to pray, how to give alms, how to fast, how to seek first the kingdom of God. This is that path that God has laid before us. This is how we make it home. It's the only road home. There's no other road. What about my sins? What about how far away I am from God? Remember what we said. No matter where the source is, the destination is the same. It doesn't matter. No matter where you are, no matter where I am, if we plug in the directions to anywhere, it's going to give us a path. Some might be longer, some might be shorter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But there will always be a path. And repentance is always open for us. All we have to do is hit what? When you put in an address and navigation system and it gives you the path, whatever path you pick, no tolls or the fastest, what do you have to do for the navigation to start working? You hit what? You have to hit what? Start. You have to hit start. So today we want to hit start on this path that we're on. Sometimes we're looking at the path, but we don't hit start. But without hitting start, we're not going to find the way. So let us start today to follow the way, the truth, and the life that we may enjoy the presence of the Lord on the road as we know that He is always with us. And glory be to God forever. Amen. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.